Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. We huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there is huge curiosity surrounding these topics. And we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared. And we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to uniforms. Hi, welcome to episode two of season two of From Uniforms to Unicorns. Today we um, are interviewing Brendan, also known as B, uh, worked with us at Edmonton Institution for Women, still works at Edmonton Institution for Women, and we are excited to talk to him. Thanks for being here today, Brendan. Yay! I'm so excited. Hi, girls. Hi. Yeah. We talk about B, we, we call him B, we've called him B forever, so if you've heard previous podcast, you'll hear us referring to him. And uh, I've mentioned him a few times and I'm like, oh, I want to tell that story so bad, but I really want to wait for him to be here to tell his version of what happened uh, a few times. So uh, thank you so much for being here with us, Brendan. I know we had to convince you (laughs) quite heavily. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for having me. No, this is fun. I'm super excited. We had a good conversation before we even started recording. So um, you guys are in for a treat today. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. So, uh, Brendan, I'll start. Like, what led you to corrections? So, I was playing baseball for Grant McEwen, and uh, so we we were, we were we were allowed to play without actually attending the school at first. And then they said, "Okay, yeah, now you got to be a student." So, I had to pick a program. <laughs> corrections uh, seemed fun. It was written up. Correctional services. Uh, from Grant McEwen was written up and nice. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. It was a two-year program. Nice. Uh, so I picked that so I could play baseball. I, <laughs> that sounds like Brandon. Yeah. That's awesome. And I was 19. I was 19 at the time. And uh, then I quit baseball because I wanted a car and I wanted to work and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but uh, they didn't. They gave me two placements in the federal institutions. I worked at the Edmonton Max and then Grierson Center. And then in my second year, we did, I think everybody goes to uh, Pesagasteo for a, like a tour, like a whole day there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, warden came up to us and he's like, you guys want to apply? Like, submit your applications. And he came up to me and uh, shook his, I shook his hand and he gave me a coffee. And I, that was my, probably my only cup of coffee I've ever drank. <laughs> well, full cup of coffee because I was, you know. Uh, and then they hired me within a month. Like, uh, oh, I was, nice. in co- I was in core, uh, like six weeks after I put my application in. Oh, wow. And, uh, they, they hired me at Pesagasteo in 1999. I forgot uh, that's where you started. I said you yeah. started at the max. So that's a minimum security healing lodge, 60 yes. inmates. Uh, and they oh, are never, nice. fu- never full. It's in, uh, uh, Muscatis, which was Hobi at the, at the time. And mm-hmm. it was, it was eye opening because, um, I'm a South side Catholic schoolboy. And uh, all of a sudden, out of college, I'm uh, 20 years old, and I'm working on the reserve. So mm-hmm. uh, family dynamics down there are quite different. And uh, just, yeah, so uh, that was eye-opening. But I was, I was bored because it's minimum security. I'm 20 years old. So I put my transfer into the max, uh, but I didn't want to step down as a, uh, to a CX-1, and they were overburned with twos. So I uh, just held out and waited. Uh, there was no room at the max, but then... EIFW uh, lifted their exemption of men in nice. 2003. And Is I that when it was? Yeah. Uh, I transferred there in uh, summer of 2003. Nice. I was the first set of men to work mm-hmm. as officers at uh, EIFW. And eight of us started. And by the second month, only two of us were still there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Did they, you they... Ca- Go ahead. Sorry. You came in with eight, right? Eight other... Yeah guys yeah. oh okay there was uh so all of them all went like we were all pulled from uh some went from drum uh the max rpc and uh, we all 
got thrown in, did women's center training together, like eight, nine guys in women's center training. And we're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and uh, half of them, yeah. that training. <laughs> yeah. and half of and us left. More. <laughs> J- James uh, actually left. He's like, this is crap. And he left for a month back to the max. And then he came back. He's like, actually, it's, it's pretty good. So <laughs> him and I stayed. And uh, right. we were the first two guys at EFW in uniform, or not in uniform, because we didn't, right. weren't in uniform. We weren't in uniform. And then mine was the first corps that came in that next August that had hired specifically men for you. Four. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been, that's 2000 and what? Four. Three? Four. Four. Okay. We came 2003, and then our core came 2004. But I think right before my core was like um, the Tammy and Janice one, and they didn't have any men in theirs, I believe. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, just a couple of them came. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I remember your first day, Brendan, and you came up to me, you shook my hand. You're like, remember me? And I was like, uh, kind of, because you were. You were my only friend. Yeah, the only, and then I was familiar face, and we're the only like, person uh, talked to. I was like, uh, kind of, I guess so. I where did know. you meet? Where did you two meet before that? <laughs> That's a funny story. My my ex uh, and right. Sharon played uh, soccer together. So, right, uh, right. Uh, yeah, it was funny. So we knew mutual friends, and I didn't really know. Well, yeah, I was working with whatever eighty women now, and eighty uh, women, yeah, hundred women inmates all of a sudden. So <laughs> right, you were the only like, two dudes allowed to be there. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like we'd walk on the pod, and the uh, one of the lifers would be sitting on the couch, on the couch saying, "Get the like, fuck off the pod." <laughs> yeah, like we don't want you here. And we're like, "What the? Hell? You know, are they allowed to do this?" Like, and we're walking around in like khaki shorts and. <laughs> Looking like a bunch of idiots on a max in street clothes, right? Oh, some of the videos, Brendan, like I'm wearing pink pants and a yellow (laughs) golf shirt, like briefing the video that we're taking this person to segregation. Yeah, yeah. Getting uniforms was one of the best, best things we had because it brought us together, made us look professional. Yes, yes. Like Even if need... we did alter the uniforms a little bit. Yeah. Take them out a little bit. So they're not right up to yeah. my boobs. Yeah. yeah. But you, you could tell at least who was an officer who was, you know, an inmate once the uniforms came in. For well, sure. and I, yeah. 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 Funny. I talked so about that funny. incident where I don't know who is on camera. I didn't know who was an inmate and who was a staff member when all of, cause the, I'm sure they're better now, but like when you zoom in that camera, I can't even do it with my hat. Like I'm like, when you yeah. zoom in that camera and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't even see anything. And everybody kind of dressed just similar. Like, yeah. Right? Let's vote yeah, for the best. Yeah. Let's big crowd of people. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of the courtyard. Yeah. Crazy. So, so wow. Yeah. We've, we've, we've had so much change since we, we all started. Right. I mean, better cameras, uh, Brendan's still at the institution, just so everybody knows. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So 1999, 2003, you came to IFW, and now you're still in. And what, like, so why do you stay? Like, what uh, makes you stay? Do you ever think of leaving? Any of that? I think what helped me is, well, I I moved when I had started to have kids. I moved to nights majority, and it was just life was flying by. And I I was able to focus on everything outside of work, right? Uh, my mm-hmm. my marriage, uh, uh, my business. two kids, uh, yeah, <laughs> my business, and and uh, like the 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 challenges. I I feel challenged every day. You know, I mean, it's not, it sounds kind of corny, but uh, and no. good day. There's a lot more good days and bad days. You know, I mean, that's good. I've been acting correctional manager now for s- almost six months. Oh and, wow! Uh, which I've I've done it. I've done, You've it, done it a lot. You were doing that when I was yeah. there. Yeah, but it's it's now I've actually taken a long term thing because of COVID. It, it kind of allowed me to not have to be with the kids or not want to be as much with the kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I hear I, just because Shar's working from home now, so I can right. go and work days, right? So I've been mm-hmm. working more days, seeing some sunlight, and uh, yeah. Uh, so I have a lot less bad days, and uh, I did so have good. a crazy COVID blow up. Um, I'm so embarrassed about it. So. Uh, one of the girls that was quarantined and that had COVID, two of them yeah. were in a, in a house. We uh, quarantined them, but they uh, they get yard time or, or patio time, locked on the patio. But they came off the patio and they started walking around. And they, uh, they radioed the CM, me, and said that they're not going back. They're refusing to go back. So I 
I put all my PPE on. We look like uh, SpongeBob with masks <laughs> on. Walk out there and, and I'm talk, trying to talk to them and they're they're like refusing. They're like, nope, we're bored. We're not. And I was so angry because, and you guys know me, I, I, I'm pretty patient. I don't swear at, at the girls, but I was swear. I swore. I dropped the F-bomb like nine <laughs> times. And I was, I was, I was pointing my finger and there was three new, new staff, like new, new officers behind me. And I didn't even notice them until after. And I'm swearing. I'm like, I'm like, what the F do you want? You know, tell me what the F you want. Cause this is effing bullshit. And uh, because, cause they, we couldn't do anything. I mean, I, we couldn't right. use force if they did it. Cause I mean, they, they have COVID. Like it puts all of us That's at risk right. and it was, That's right. it was just a, it was just a terrible situation and I was so pissed off. I sent off a nasty email at the end and, and then I shut, I locked the gate and I turned around to the staff and I said, if they, if they exit this patio, I said, spray them. And it was, <laughs> and then I, I went and I cooled down and then you know, we, had, we had some senior staff on that, uh, that finally de-escalated it but i was totally way up here and i had i had to go to this i had to go to the the three new staff and i apologized i said you know what i don't i don't ever talk to inmates that way and i apologize that you had to see that and it just i just <laughs> awesome. was at, at what's end and yeah it was crazy and that that was only like whatever four months ago and then the senior staff that were with me came and talked to me and they just walked in and they looked at me and said, you okay? <laughs> that's, <laughs> not like, yeah. Brian, that's not the yeah. Brennan that's I not, know, right? I like, know. That's what I was going to say. Like I've known you since, you know, you came into the jail and we've gone on trips together and stuff. And I've seen the guy mad twice. So we went to San Francisco and, uh, <laughs> It's so stupid, but there was this buffet. We, him and I wanted to go to it and we were with two girls who are, vegans I guess or vegetarians and they were they said so we're in the middle of like downtown San Francisco and we're having a good time and him and I see this big seafood buffet and then the girls are like we don't want to spend our money there we want to go to go to subway yeah (laughs) and this guy snapped I was like it's gonna be okay he's like subway I didn't come to San Francisco to go to I agree I was like, it's okay. I'm going to take you to the buffet. We're going to go get some like jumbo shrimp. We're going to sit down. Everything's okay. So that was, and the other time I can't talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we've had some, uh, a couple of times. When we got evicted. So Cher and I moved, Cher and I lived together for three months and uh, we actually got evicted after a a crew two party. So we brought, yeah. So that was one time I probably lost my temper (laughs) because Tammy, Tammy D uh, writes, oh, had a great time on our eviction letter. Yeah. Flipped it under the door. We turn it over. I'm like, um, what? So we, we got evicted, bud. So we got evicted. Yeah. Oh, oh geez. I don't, and I don't remember ever. Like, I always thought, okay, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna not back down from this, uh, this is who I'm taking. But if I want this to be de escalated, I'll just take Brendan. Brendan will, yeah, Brendan will fix this. Brendan will yes. make it better. Or That's if I was so ready true. to, be, yeah. yeah, right? Except yeah. for the popping, I, I except for the popping of the popcorn. <laughs> yes, I don't do that anymore either. <laughs> or remember when on night shift we would have that, that one person call you every time she worked. She was supposed to come in on days and she would call you on the security unit and say like she lit her bed on fire. Do you remember? Yeah. And she would ask you to stay every fucking day. And I'm like, Brendan, say no. Say no. <laughs> <laughs> like the phone would ring like clockwork. And, I'm, and she'd ask her, Brendan, I'm like, nope, Brendan's not here. I'm he's like, not available. He's not, he's not staying late for you again today. I felt so bad for you because I was like, she is taking advantage of my Brendan and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well they know they know i don't usually do overtime anymore actually i've been doing a lot more overtime this uh past six months than i ever have really uh, since, oh, wow. since i since i transferred there like when i that's what's great about the job is that you can pick and choose your overtime and right. uh, mm-hmm. save up for something this and that if you want but i mean if if it's affecting your personal mm-hmm. life or you know your uh sleep or um mental health like there's some people that can't do overtime and they go nuts and they still do overtime yeah. but everyone's scared of them and also <laughs> yeah. they're cranky i, I yeah. remember yeah. like when i started we we were ordered almost every day we were ordered that's right we couldn't uh, even decide right yeah we were just ordered we just and you knew pack enough food for 16 hours because you can't leave if you get ordered you're ordering boston pizza or 
whatever. <laughs> Swiss chalet, yeah. Because there's, no di- there's no skip the dish thing, no. right? No. Yeah. 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 And then once pizza. I remember someone didn't tip the Boston pizza person and they refused, or was it Swiss chalet? It was yeah, one of those. Come and anymore. they refused to come anymore. So we had to like call and like promise them to tip them big. And, <laughs> oh, but if you didn't care for it, you were, you were hooped. But yeah. I think like one of my paychecks was like the first couple months I worked there was like the most insane amount of money yeah. that I'd yeah. ever received. And I was like, I'm going to go buy a vehicle for crying. That's, I remember. <laughs> and, Gosh, and then yeah. we, yeah. <laughs> and we got our, our retro pay, I remember. And everybody yeah. drove in with new vehicles and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and now it's is is it different now brennan like is it do you find yeah that- we don't we don't get ordered as much because of uh they did uh we can operationally adjust they call it uh certain posts and before we couldn't we had to run with these amount of people and if nobody showed up then people got ordered now we can modify routine a little bit better so it, it, it's a much better lifestyle right like you're not you're not booking sick because you don't want to get ordered kind right. of thing, right? You're not booking like, sick because you're like, my childcare only works till five and I, yeah, yeah, I exactly. like get ordered. So, yeah. Not as much. I mean, there's certain. Of course. Yeah. There's things that happen. Obviously. Yeah. You work in a jail. You're going to get ordered to stay yeah. if shit hits the But thing, I, right? I honestly haven't been ordered in two or three years. Oh, oh that's, that's good. good. If, that's if awesome. it was, it's only for an hour, hour and a half, you know, to clean up something. Yeah. And you usually don't have to be ordered to do that, right? You stay as a courtesy to the other people. Just make sure everything's, everyone's good. Everyone's safe. Right. Cool. That's good. Okay. Well, Brennan and I have an answer. I would keep referring to this incident. So Brennan and I are going to tell it together. (laughs) uh, Cause I, I like, I don't know why, but of course I know why. Um, it was a big one and, uh, the day started off like totally crazy but I remember them telling us like you and Brendan are going on an escort together and I was like sweet you know like you you never want to go into the duty office and then be like you're going on an escort with somebody and you're like oh for real yeah. <laughs> like this is gonna be a long day and I don't I, I said to Brendan I don't know if we weren't briefed or if we weren't listening or <laughs> what was going on but I did not realize that this escort went for like a, it was like a six yeah, hour six time. hours yeah, yeah it, was a, it, was, it was a course it was a course for the inmate. The inmate was taking yeah. a course about diabetes. So we kind of like get there and they start talking about it. And I'm like, I didn't bring any food. And I like, I like to eat. I eat regularly. I like to keep my, I eat all the time. So I was like, I didn't bring any food. Like I didn't, I think I had like a couple cents in my pocket. I think maybe you had money. Thank God. <laughs> but in the middle of this diabetic seminar where they're talking about like nutrition and health and healthy eating, Brendan and I are in the back, not uniformed, but <laughs> drinking our pop and our eating our chocolate bars. We bought we're shoving our thing. face with uh, vending machine food. <laughs> and just mad, like mad that yeah. we're, I was going to Big Valley Jamboree that evening. Uh, so I, we were getting off at three o'clock. So it was kind of like, hey, as soon as this is over, we're out of here. Let's get back to the institution, drop our stuff and let's go. Bye. I'll see you next week. But we realized at the end of the, Gosh, the it, was, it was lunch break. Lunch Was it lunch break? We realized yeah. it. Lunch break. I, I like checked my pockets and I'm like, shit, I don't have the, I don't have the car keys. And I, I'm like, Lauren, where are the car keys? And you were yelling at me because I yeah. did drive there. But yeah. when we like, got where? there, they said, move your van. It's not, don't park there because you'll have to pay. So yeah. then we were almost like, having a little uh argument and then the inmate was like brendan didn't you move the car <laughs> she was trying to mediate our our domestic dispute right there and so then you went outside i looked over the balcony because we were on the top, second floor and i looked over to where see where the at the car and it was running so for th- I, I left it running for three hours oh my in God. the in the august long weekend heat right and i locked the keys in the car Lock the keys. We're, Lock we're the locked. Keys in the car. <laughs> so, so what did I like, don't remember? Like I remember us going to like the dealership next door. Yeah, yeah. We our, I walked over plain and, clothes. Yeah, we walked our, over our to the Nissan ball. dealership and they uh, they brought some guys in coveralls over and they were just like shoving things in the doors <laughs> trying to trying to unlock because all you really had to do is unlock the unlock right. button and pop it open, but it 
took a long, a long time. time. And oh my it was, god! It was like thirty degrees outside. And I scratched <laughs> the crap out of the side of the car, and I'm like, just, I don't care. Just, just get in the vehicle because this is embarrassing. <laughs> and we had like a, a like a plastic laminated CSC, and I remember us going, "We work for CSC. We've yeah. already called there. They're going to call you and tell you it's okay for you to break into." Our oh bag. my god! <laughs> we're, not, we're not stealing. A case <laughs> It was so nuts. So and like, where's the inmate while you guys are doing oh, this? Oh, just like, like hanging out, laughing, She's hanging laughing. out, <laughs> laughing. And then on the way home, we said we turned to her, Gloria. I said, "Don't say a fucking word. Don't say anything." And I think we bought her a cheeseburger or something. We're like, don't say a word. And she didn't. She didn't say she anything. Did it, so. But every time she saw us, do you remember? She would stand in the hallway, and her shoulders would be going, and she'd just be belly laughing. Laughing, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Okay, yeah. but then we get back to the institution and you have to go in like a back door, you drop the inmate off and all of these things and we get notified that there's a fire in the security. So as if our day isn't already like... Yeah. We're supposed to be off in like an hour. I, I think we were supposed to be off like right oh. now because I remember thinking, I'm just going to fucking run to the front door and just go because if I stay, I know this is going to be late. So we were both supposed to be at events we go running down to the security unit and we go into a fire. Let's, let's be clear here. I'm not the fire trainer at this point. So, nor do I think I've had significant fire training. I think maybe in core, I was taught how to use an SCBA, but I don't remember. But you and I went in full, just like, let's yeah. go. Let's go. Running, right? Significant fire. Like, very. Well, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even just fire because she was lighting Blankets and batteries. Blankets and batteries and, and oh uh, battery God. fluid. And so right? she was she was locked in her cell and she was whipping batteries from the back of her cell through the glass window and she broke the Lexon glass with yes. the batteries, which is crazy. Which it's, is yeah, not supposed like, to happen. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be able to hit a, a little glass window with batteries anyway. But she did and then she, uh, it all piled on the floor and then she lit it on fire. And uh, oh, she started coughing. And, and she went under black. the bed at one point. She'd gone yeah, under well, the bed and we were screaming at her. And op- but we would open the door and scream at her in the door and then shut the door. Yeah. And tell Come her to out. put a wet cloth over her face because we oh. we're not opening the door with her acting like nuts. that, right? To- it was nuts. So yeah. we, oh my God. We were supposed to stay. I think, I think it was about like six o'clock or something when all of it ended. And we were supposed to stay and see the nurse. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not staying to see the nurse. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, my friends are waiting. And I think I was actually like meeting someone on the south side of town. And then we were going to drive together. And she'd already left without me. She's like, no, oh, the party's God. already started. We're going. <laughs> and I ended up in the hospital three times that weekend. And I remember the first night I'd, I got there and I just started drinking. Like from a funnel, I think. They were putting <laughs> things in a funnel. And I was like, yes. But then I tried to go to bed and I couldn't breathe. So when I went to the hospital, they were like, do you smoke? And I was like, yep. And they're like, like a lot? And I'm like, yep. And then I, I literally was like, oh, I was in a fire this afternoon. <laughs> what? <laughs> I started explaining it and they were, they were dumbfounded. Like I remember them being like, okay, well that's helpful, but did you talk to someone after? And I'm like, no. And then I had to go back the next day and be on oxygen. And Oh my mad. God. Yeah, that was, was crazy. Such well, a crazy day. That's probably the first time I put on a um, MSA pack in a real right? situation. Right. And and I remember I but cut my forehead. But we didn't do it at forehead. Forehead. Yes, you cut your forehead. And I looked like Harry Potter because I had this thing <laughs> across the forehead. Because <laughs> uh, I put it on with glass. Like there's glass shards everywhere from the yes. window. Oh, and no. My, and then we we're prancing around like a bunch of idiots in street clothes <laughs> and MSA packs, right? Which, which you've already been exposed. So you like, yeah. you've been exposed. You shouldn't have it on. You shouldn't even put it on over top of that, yeah. right? Like, no. yeah. But I no. mean, I think the packs got dragged to us. Mm-hmm. And we put it on right there in front of, like, with the smoke all around with us. Dan- <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, we should have left the area, cleaned ourselves off, and then put on. But you know what? Live and learn, right? We, yeah, so I remember going to fire after day. that. <laughs> longest day. It was a long, yeah. long, and it was a long few days. So uh, I tell the story of when, like, the surgeon, when I went to go get my, uh, my thyroid cancer out. He was like, oh, have you ever been like in a fire or no, have you ever been exposed to like high amounts of, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. And Sean was like, what? Yes, you have. 
you were in that massive fire. And I remember the doctor, like every time I'd say something, I'm like, no, I don't think so. Shauna's like, what? Yes, you have. Remember when we were in this incident? The doctor just wanted to like hang out with us all day. He's like, I want to hear about all the shit you two have done. We're like, you don't have time. Oh, no, oh my was, God. It was a good, I remember like even a week later looking back and going, oh my God, that's, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I wouldn't trade that I mean, I think, I think now that the security has been running for so long, I think we're, we have better tools and we have, you know, right. like before we, our fire hoses didn't even reach to the, yeah, that's to right. the cell. That's like, right. We, we, that we drag it across. March yeah. Yeah. We drag to... it across there and it's like, oh, it's too short to get to the furthest. You're like, uh, yeah, you'd be like, no pull, it, pull it more. Yeah. Pull yeah. it more. Uh, like, you can't. And then bloop, a little drip comes out, right? Yeah. We were yeah. filling up buckets and running buckets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. it's a it's a learning curve so we've come a, we've sure. come a long way for sure yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good i mean it's been how long so yeah and Crazy. so like are, what what are some of your favorite like looking back like your favorite like memories or like funny things aside from this story this is pretty hilarious but <laughs> funny things that happened or do you just see it's come such a long way that it's like is it run way better now well, no, I'm not, I wouldn't say way better, just different, right? I mean, we have, I mean, in 21 years of being in corrections, I've gone through probably 15 wardens, right? So things change with mm -hmm. the wardens and with the upper management. So I wouldn't say it's better, but it's different. And no, it's good. Like the best part, like you've, uh, you guys have always said, is the staff that we work with. Yeah, it's the, right? yeah. I mean, we as our union, Yukosak CSN, has, has created safety program. You know, like we, we have, we carry oc spray now we uh carry handcuffs now we mm -hmm. um wear uniforms us uh, yeah. stab resistant vests right that's this has all happened in in last 12 years right yeah uniforms that's true. uh so there's there's just protocols and and uh, all the officers we work with across canada uh fight for this stuff and we get it and it, it helps us mm -hmm. right so um wow 21 years that's crazy yeah, it's, I, are you retiring at twenty five? Are you done the day the day? No, I don't know. I see. I have visions of going working at Mech or Costco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and, and uh, but I mean, right now things like I don't dislike going to work. Right? It's, right. Yeah. It's good money, and when my kids and my kids used to be in school, so maybe five years, maybe ten. I don't know. Yeah. I said two more contracts, so we just settled a new contract. Mm -hmm. which uh is getting signed got signed this week cool and uh i was gonna wait uh at least one more contract for sure mm -hmm. maybe two right because we're, we're always bettering for things like yeah. this yeah. Th this contract was really good for us and uh especially during covid and pandemic right kind of thing. so uh, everything else going on like, in the world yeah things are working and you know we work with great well, staff and and this this whole uh work in the studio office is it's different you know i mean yeah it, it's a new challenge right i'm definitely i don't know if i want to do it full-time but uh i still i'm still holding out my uh, spot in the security unit because uh i could always go back to whatever i do and whatever if i f, f up they'll send me back to nights and i'll, I'll be okay yeah that's <laughs> true <laughs> You're like, ah, no, i'll just go back to there which is fine by me yeah. Uh, what about That's... mental health? I wanted to ask you about that because you, because you're still there and because you're at the institution that we uh, worked at primarily, like we had asked Jamie about it too, like how do you feel um, mental health is addressed or um, like after incidents and stuff like that? How, how is that changed? Um, it's changed now and unfortunately like with, we have so much new staff right now and we've had so many weird, crazy incidents in the last, yeah. like during COVID. And uh, we can't do the SISM like we have because we can't get into groups. And, right. And we're kind oh, of doing... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, we're doing them a disservice. And so for this incident we had last week, they actually did a phone debriefing, which is new. So yeah, you can call cool. in from anywhere and do it. So that, that, that's good. But, I mean, there was, like, the we had a house barricaded you know, yeah. in December and uh, some assaults and stuff like that. So staff, bad staff assaults. And, and uh, the new staff who haven't never done SISM and stuff like that are kind of falling through the cracks and it's oh. kind of circumstances. It's not like the service is dropping them. It's just COVID is messing things yeah, up. Yeah, right? It doesn't help. Right. It doesn't yeah, create I mean, we, that. Everything's moving slower. We can't organize people to meet face to face with anybody. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy, but I mean, mental health, like I've gone through instances where the two staff that I responded with never came back. Right. Mm -hmm. So oh, I think, okay. 
like they, 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 whatever we went through affected them differently. Of course, mm -hmm. everything affects people mm -hmm. differently and they mm -hmm. never came back because it was so um, negatively affected them, their mental health. So I think like you guys say, gratitude, uh, my gratitude is that I, my mental health hasn't affected me. I don't think <laughs> yeah. in the 21 years, right? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know what? It's funny because you, we, we worked together our entire career for the yeah. most part, right? Like mm -hmm. you were there when I got there and I would always be like, okay, if I'm feeling negative today, I'll just go hang out with Brendan or, you yeah. know, like, or you would always be like, okay, we're going to do this on night shift. You were always like the, like kind of that leader. Like we're playing basketball tonight. We're getting some exercise. Like I always felt like, okay, if I'm feeling down, I will leave this situation and go find Brandon or go I'll find Brandon. Yeah. Like I had those people that I felt like, okay, let's have a real conversation or we'd play a game or we'd do something that would just change the way our mind was working in that moment. Cause you can get very sucked into negativity there. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, but you have to be aware of it. Right. Because if you're not, if you don't have that awareness, then the culture will sure. eat you. <laughs> and we, yeah. and we see like a lot of these new, new officers that come in and they don't have, that basis and I hope to see them in five years, but right. uh, reality is that we lose 60% of the officers who start, right? Oh, wow. And you guys like, don't I, have crews, hey? There's no crews. They're kind of mini crews. I mean, when wow. because we have five different or seven different schedules you can work on, really. So, yeah. uh, you know, within the schedules, you kind of have your crews, uh, but, you know, we pretty much work with everybody. And that was the balance of getting rid of crews and going to variable hours, which is different schedules yeah. was the balance is that better uh, uh, work outside life balance, of work. Yeah. But not yeah. a better At work, work balance. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, I found my mental, health, my, my mental health was significantly better when we had crews though. When we had the yeah. crews, cause everybody, you, you knew what to expect and everybody kind of came together in those different personal, like our crew or personalities mesh so well. I mean, mm -hmm. it's probably looking back, not healthy because we did everything together, right? Yeah, Inside and outside of work. But to me, Brendan, like you sound, you always sound so good. Like you've got a good sounding board. You sound good. Like it's, it's good to see. And like, I wish everybody knew what, why, what's your secret, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but maybe it is, like you said, it's being ha like ha having that gratitude for but I don't, I don't think if, if we had crews right now, I don't think at, at our age, we'd have as much uh, right. fun. You know what I mean? Because right. we were, we were, we were, we are, we're the Costco crew right? now. We're the Costco yeah, crew Exactly, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah I was and, 22. And, yeah, it'd be know, a different scenario. We're not absolutely. going to line up at Ezzy's every Tuesday, right? No, <laughs> we're not. Not anymore. Damn it. Why aren't so, we? <laughs> some of us are 50 soon and yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't get accepted in, but I yeah. go to Costco. <laughs> I go to winners actually. Yeah, we know. We know. Don't go to winners with Sharon if you don't like to look at every single item on every single rack. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess gratitude is the flexibility of the job because at a, at at a young age, at a young time in the service, uh, the job gives you the ability to travel. So I, yeah. I traveled. I went to. I took a month off just to uh, travel with Charlene to uh, Australia. I went a month to Europe. I did right. a month to Japan and a month to uh, uh, Southeast Asia, right? So those yeah. are four huge trips that I would never be able to do in any other occupation, right? Yeah. And then now I have kids. I have, I have time to spend with my kids that like anybody else working a nine to five job would never. Like I yeah. drive my kids to uh, swimming and stuff like that. And, and if I had a nine to five job, I wouldn't be able to do that, right? So I'd have mm -hmm. my parents doing it or some, somebody, right? And then... Um, like Lauren said earlier, actually, we both started ex businesses on the side. So we both opened activewear stores. And I did, my wife and I did that for four years. And, you know, ours was a little different because we were in the city. So it's, the competition is a lot harder, but we always yeah. did it as a side job. And uh, it was fun. It was great. I learned so fun. much. Yes. Yeah. I learned uh, like social media, advertising, how to yeah. uh, uh, negotiate a lease, you know, how to, how to do the books for a business. So it was, it was great, but it didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah. And, I, uh, and at that point, even with my husband working shift work and stuff like that with two young kids, like we did this when our kids were super young too, right? Yeah, like, same, yeah. and it's like, like you're in the play here, I'm going to throw you in the playpen and I'm going to work for a little bit. Cause dad got, and my husband's a police officer. So it's, he's not home when he's supposed to be home most days. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, you think he's going to be off at five, but probably not till seven thirty. So let's be realistic here, but I have to go to the store and I have to do stuff. So 
it's juggling all of those yeah. things um, and trying to like pay attention to what else is going on in life and but being uh, being a correct because I was like is Brendan still working at the jail but you were doing nights <laughs> most yeah. of the time then right but yeah, still I can't like, imagine I've been lucky that sleep doesn't really bother me I can go on four or five hours yeah. of sleep on off a night shift and do this stuff I did but things were a blur like you said we yeah I think we have the skill of jumbling everything up in the air until mm-hmm. everything falls right yeah, but, yeah. Uh, sure. and we can, thing, and we're, we deal with high stress we're we're yeah. wired to function in high stress right so we just go 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 till we either like get sick or yeah. we align yeah. ourselves and say and realize okay i gotta take a break a month vacation i gotta take yeah. a month vacation step back realign yeah, <laughs> right yeah. because we are we, we survive in stress and it's okay there's nothing wrong with that but if you stay there you get cancer you <laughs> right mm-hmm. like something yeah you get something <laughs> oh yeah mental health issues all of those sorts of things so yeah yeah great but, role for the ability to travel though for sure and then yeah. gratitude actually sharon introduced me to my wife and uh, yeah. my ho- yeah. whole life changed i mean 15 years ago, let's see, what, what is it? 14 years ago, we were sitting in the bubble, uh, Lauren and I, watching, or I shouldn't say that, but we're watching watching The Secret, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the girls, Lauren in general, uh, shook me and said, quit pissing around with all these yeah. dead-end girls. Like, yeah, settle down. So blah, blah. And Sharon introduced me to Char, and uh, we've been married 12 years now, and it's... I have two well, great she, kids and yeah. it's all because of corrections, right? Give my, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Corrections. And, that Cause it's, she's perfect for me. And well, she's amazing. Yeah. She's an amazing yeah. person, but it's corrections and it's ball hockey or d- dirty yeah. birds. Right. I think yeah. it was soccer. She, she kind of saw you and was like, who's that? I'm like, Oh, let me tell you a little story about <laughs> Brendan Chung. Right. Like, yeah. Cause like, I believe like she's an awesome person, but Brendan, like, so are you like to know this guy is to just love him. Right. Cause Absolutely. you've got it going on and everybody, <laughs> everybody loves you and you should know that. And mm, like, thanks. this is exciting for us. Cause you're awesome. Like you yeah. were for me there for me, like in so many moments of my life, like inside the jail, and out especially Mm -hmm. outside of the jail we went through (laughs) we went through some crazy stuff together but it's it's all for it's all for good right it's like look at us now it's all Mm -hmm. been for good yeah i agree i agree we were very excited to have you brendan thank you (laughs) for agreeing to Mm -hmm. uh to be here and chat with us and let us reminisce about all of the all of the things that um we constantly, you don't have to hold the fucking timer up. That I just wanted to say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say now because you're holding it up. Because you're distracted. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think we need to state that, yeah, there's people that can do the job and can yeah. do it forever. And then some people it's just not, it's not, it's just not meant right? for, right? Or, you know, I mean, it depends how you deal with it and depends on the, the um, base you have outside of corrections, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I and I like when Chuck got his job as the police officer. I was like, well, now what? Now we have a baby, and you're working shift work, and I'm working shift work. Like, I know. Now yeah. what? I don't know how to uh, d- find a day home that will take my kid for 16 hours if you get stuck and I get stuck. And so, like, our circumstances changed, obviously. Yeah. So that that changed everything. But then when I I left and started paying attention to. I can't believe you guys have been gone uh, six and eight years. <laughs> I know. Isn't that it's, crazy? It's so Crazier. weird. It's really, because even talking to somebody in there, I said, do you remember so-and-so from another the other institution, Bowdoin? And I was like, I don't, because I've been gone for so long. Like, it's mm-hmm. they could have started after I left. And it's really weird, because it's always going to be a part of me. You yeah, too, Lauren, course. like, forever. Like, it's, and the, like, the stuff we went through in those those early years like there's nothing like that at all yeah. <laughs> ever yeah, like all the head banging and the slashing the, i know the flooding like it's it's yeah people don't even know what <laughs> the stuff right? that we do deal with every day but you know and but like, i mean it's not every day it's, it's not yeah yeah it's not anymore it used day. yeah it used to be it used to be yeah. every day and it, it used waves. to be yeah 
And we used to sit and laugh about it and have drinks, right? And so I don't know if that's different too, like the humor, the dark humor we took from it, or it was it was kind of also funny to see your buddy who you were just out with, like now, you know, pulling someone down from hanging or Brennan, like you still laugh at me about that inmate that was choking and she was yeah. like way bigger than me right and we Jay still thrust, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we still laugh like because it, it was so funny like it it's mm-hmm. good just the look on your face your eyes are wide open as you're giving her those, uh, thrust <laughs> to the I can stomach. see the Sharon look just like help me everybody help me this you saved, her, better saved your life you yeah. saved your life <laughs> Yeah. She should have gratitude. Yeah, she should. <laughs> she probably doesn't. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and we that's a, and that's how Sharon and I always talk about it. Like, oh, it gave us like these are the shitty things that came out of it. But these are like there's so many more amazing things that came mm-hmm. out of, you know, the experiences we had or and, and as time goes on, I know that I have conversations with people in corrections quite often or spouses of people who work in corrections and they're always like, and I just kind of, you have to change the way that you think about it. And if yeah. you're constantly giving it this negative, which I did for a really long time, like just get, and then it was like, no, like I'm way tougher than I ever was before I got there. Like I remember going yeah. in going, they hired the wrong person to do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. great. Like, like <laughs> I had all of my hair and those like twisted little things and I'm ready to go for my day. And this is not the job I signed up to do. Uh, but like, even when I talked to like Sharon about like, I, I ran like massive events across Canada for the mm-hmm. last two years. And they were like, how are you so good at this? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like hostage negotiating. It's yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I function in high stress. I love high stress. I, I love high stress. I love coming down from high stress. This is kind of the same thing. And after that, I was like, I'm grateful that I can function in these mm-hmm. instances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, right? the stuff you learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. And without all, knowing, right? It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I just jump in and do it because that is what I know. Even though I've been gone so long, I just... But we grew up there, right? It was yeah. like those mm-hmm. those years, like we all grew up there, and so mm-hmm. it, yeah, we're yeah, we can get through anything because it's like, <laughs> what's the alternative? <laughs> and we know like what we've done in the past, and we could just jump in and go through it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's there's life skills that we learn, and everybody and you learns, don't notice, yeah, yeah, you don't. Even this, people are like, so you just started a podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's less scarier than going to, you know, extract an inmate from a cell. This is That's nothing. right. Like, <laughs> I've done that enough times and I'm, I wouldn't be scared of that as much anymore either. But, you know, when you do, when you take those steps and you build that confidence to be like, mm-hmm. oh, what's the worst we could do? Sharon and I could suck and then we cancel it. And but we or, or, or only Pam listens to us like, <laughs> oh, well, we have one fan, right? Like. <laughs> i know you, i know you girls talk about uh always uh what am i trying to say um sorry i lost like, it why? it's okay like we talk a lot about like life outside the jail um gra- like having gratitude like for meeting the people like who will always be in our lives uh mental health like that's a big one like to wreck because i i'm with you brendan like i've been in incidents where I'm like, I have no feeling, like nothing. I didn't feel like anything. And then other people weren't able to return to work, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, or, you're, so what I was thinking is this, you always talk about feeling responsible. They always have to go in and do something. So there's like, I've never had, when I left work, it was always left work, right? I didn't yeah, usually ever bring that's it home. Good. But there was an incident a few years ago that I actually was losing sleep over. And it was just because I had the chance to stop something. And uh, I decided not to, and we decided not to. I had a great team with me, and if we decided to use force and stop it right there, it would have, it would have stopped three days of of just crazy crap that, that all the staff had to deal with. And I, I was, I had two chances to do it, and me, me thinking that I could sit there and diffuse it by talking. That's why I didn't use force or spray or whatever. And uh, it, I lost sleepover for for two, three weeks until I reached out to to SISM. Just, okay. uh, I, I reached out to Christy and I just sent her an email and said, you know what? I'm having troubles. I'm, I, I just can't get this off my mind. I'm second guessing this. I, I think if I did this, mm-hmm. it would have saved a whole bunch of people 
the shit that they went through, right? And and I still think that, but I, I was able to talk about it and I got got over it, right? So I did use the resources that are out there. And, it's, and a lot of times you're, it's, it sounds cheesy. It's like, I'm not, no, I don't need to talk to anybody. And most of the time you are like that, right? I just want to mm-hmm. go home. But when you need it or when somebody else sees that you need it, yes. reaching out That's for so those resources good. helps, helps. And it did. I I think about it once in a while, but it doesn't bother me, right? I mean, yeah, made, that's good though. And, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Cause pe- some people don't and just want to deal with it. Like yeah. whether and they're I'm, male or female, right? So they both mm-hmm. have that. I got this. I'm strong enough. I got it. So good for you for doing that. Right. It's, um, if, I don't know yeah. if you two listen to Jody Carrington. Do you know who Jody Carrington is? Yeah, I do. Okay. Right so in. she, she talks about like trauma and first responders and stuff like that. Um, but she talks about it when something bad or something traumatic happens to you. Some people encode it in terror. So it gets encoded to say like, this is terrifying and they have no place to release it. So either they, you know, went home that night and dreamt about it or they didn't have someone to talk about it after or whatever, it gets encoded Mm -hmm. in terror and everybody's way of coding things is very different. So that's when we talk about like, oh, I came back, but they didn't. So you had the outlet or you had the mechanism or you had this like, I've done this enough times to know that I can talk this person down. Whereas the new people behind you were like, Oh shit, we're going to get killed tonight. Yeah. Right? So you, you encode things differently based on your experience, based on trauma as a child. Like if you had any trauma as a child and you show up as a corrections officer, you're probably yeah. going to encode things very differently than someone who comes from sure. a different background. Right. So yeah. So that's where I think it's so, I always watch her cause she's so interesting and she always talks about how these things show up. So well, I think experiences uh, mm-hmm. help you help you code those differently, right? Yes. I mean, I, I think I wanted to bring up. So when I was at Pace Agasteo, and it was it was kind of wasn't really reported, but I was in an incident where I the guy told me he was going to take me hostage, and he was going to kill me, and uh, I got in this situation because it's a healing lodge. Uh, he came in from day parole. He was drunk. We put him into a a room to hold them there you know mm-hmm. uh we didn't at a minimum you don't have anywhere to 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 uh, securely hold hold them we didn't pat him down and we didn't cuff him so he started talking and he starts getting agitated and then he stands up and he says i have a gun and i'm gonna take you oh hostage and i'm gonna kill you oh and, my god uh, i just sat there like in my head i'm like fuck like he <laughs> might have a gun like yeah. he just came from the street he could have anything and i was what 21 22 20, years old yeah and uh Finally, like my, my partner went out to call the RCMP before he made these threats. And then she walked in while uh, he was making the threats. And then luckily we just had him kind of talking and he didn't get aggressive. He just verbally aggressive. And then RCMP came in right after he said that. So I could see them in the back window and it was, it was fine. It was diffused. So they didn't really report it as a hostage taker or anything like that. But after I cried hysterically for 45 minutes in front of my deputy warden, like I couldn't, wow. couldn't even talk. And this was like my first incident, but then I changed how I did things from moving on. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would always cuff somebody. I would always get them patted down or pat yeah. them down, mm-hmm. right? Because then I know, then I, then if, so in, when we, I moved to EFW, we had a similar incident. This girl beat the crap out of another girl with a, a, a vacuum uh, hose, yeah. like a metal vacuum. Yeah. And I yeah. cuffed her and we dragged her to the, uh, office to interview her. and then the the duty officer asked me she's why'd you cuff her and i'm like because i'm not going to walk uh, an aggressive that somebody that was just aggressive through the through the yard and everything like that not secured you know and, and she, she understood and i said that's because of what i've gone through right i know i know that we need to do this right yeah. and even if they're compliant they should yeah. be you know so i i i learned things like that because of some stuff that happened long time like, before, right, right yeah Wow. And That's, we were constantly uh, learning, right? Like, yeah. we're like oh, shit, we should have done that. And yeah. changing. And... I should have done this. I should have... <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Everything. Maybe I or... shouldn't have called him a goof, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but... and I, I remember, like, we had uh, one in segregation member. She would constantly scream and yell. Sharon and I have talked about this for, like, hours mm-hmm. on end and uh, everything like that. And finally, we just thought, she does it when management leaves right? Like that's when all of this would happen and go on all night, all whatever. Uh, and we're trying to watch our movie and screaming all that. Tra- tra- training videos, training, training videos. video. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
And I, I remember us saying like, okay, they don't believe us. So we put that video camera on. I think it lasted like seven hours and they were finally like, holy crap. Because mm -hmm. I think they thought this was such an exaggeration, but we were learning from these things to be like, okay, here, we need to do this. Here, we need to adjust here. But she, she knew the camera was on. So I think she had a little bit of a performance that day, but we yeah, were always yeah. constantly saying like, I remember we'd sit in the bubble or whatever and be like, oh, we should have done this. Oh, but then that, we think this would have happened. And I, I do this still now. Like my brain constantly goes all the time. Like what if, what if, what if? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. things, I think, and that's all the change. Like now we have total mental health plans and uh, 843 is a, the CD that uh, that handles mental health, right? And we never had that before. It was like, we didn't have suicide watch. We just put them in baby doll or suicide gowns, right? Yeah. But now right. we have a, a, a strict protocol to follow, right? Because things have happened because we do the wrong thing or inmates go too far right I mean mm -hmm. and, it, and you don't necessarily have to do something wrong all of the institutions no. share this information yeah. one institution exactly. just has to yeah learn policy the lesson, is wrong and then policy yeah yeah or the inmates are just in the wrong headspace and go too far like it's just it's mm -hmm. constant changing right yeah Absolutely. yeah you never feel like I don't know at grounded in like today's gonna be a good day and you and I remember uh we'd be at the front desk and someone would be like oh it's gonna be a, a bad day today and I'm like fuck why did you have to say that right and you knew like and yeah. there was always this you, there was a vibe you could feel if there if there was yeah. something coming especially after your first walk in the courtyard or your first yeah. workout you knew if it was going to be a good day or a bad day for the most part sometimes mm -hmm. we were surprised but there are there are people that are superstitious. They're like, yeah, you can't say we're having a good day and knock on wood or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Because oh. I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? But uh, yeah, some people right. will will punch you in the face for saying, "Oh, <laughs> we're having a good day." <laughs> Actually, I remember I, I remember us saying that we were having a good day, and I think I got ordered, and I was on the security unit because I wasn't with our crew. I was with crew one. And we had a hanging and I was, and I actually blamed it on you or whoever said it. I was like, I still say it just to, just to piss people off. <laughs> yeah. Right. Why not? Why not get a rise out of people? Oh. Mm -hmm. No kidding. Well, this was awesome, Brandon. Yes. And thank Lauren. You. Thanks and for Lauren. <laughs> Yeah, Lauren, you were okay too. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's, it's great. You guys have uh, had a great show. Like I listened to all 10 of your last uh, season. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, thank you. I look yeah. forward to all the rest. And it's, it's, awesome. it's, good. it's good to hear what uh, everyone else's perspective is on. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, right? Corrections on what they went through. You know, I honestly, Lauren, I didn't know some of the stuff that you went through. I know. You know I thought, I thought that you just wanted out like you, cause, yeah. cause you're so far away, but you know, you, you, you kind of fall, people fall through the cracks and you don't mm -hmm, notice mm -hmm. what people are going through. And I think we need to keep that in the uh, top of our mind that everyone deals with things differently and yes. we got to help them through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For awesome. sure. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. I had so much fun. It was good. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That's it. Thanks so much, everyone. Hey, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. And if you have a second, we would love a review. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns. And if you happen to know anyone else that would be interested in tuning in, please share this podcast with them. We greatly appreciate it. Love, Lauren and Sharon. <laughs>